0: Well, good morning to you. It's good to see everybody out this morning. I'd hoped that we had would have an auditorium full, but you're here. And it's a blessing that I'm here. So I'm not supposed to be here in one sense of the word, but God's been merciful to me, as Brother Chris has already alluded to in his devotional and God is good and I don't I don't I don't have to prop him up but I do I do testify that God is good and I know that in religious circles this morning that's a big saying God is good all the time, and that's true, you know, that's true, but I'm afraid that many times when people allude to that kind of thought, they think that they're bragging on God, and He in return is going to do good, something good for them, so it's by works, and I don't say that to criticize people that, that thinks God's good, I just say, You can't just say God's good and let it go at that. As individuals, we have to go further than that with the Lord. I will be talking to you this morning, Lord willing, out of St. John, chapter 1. And uh, I have been here for a few weeks, and I can't seem to get out. And the more I read it, the more I'm encouraged that I don't want to get out, necessarily, but there is some really, really good information. Of course, there's good information in all the Bible, but Brother Bell made mention a few weeks ago that when the New Testament time came in upon the world, There was a vast change in true religion, in true religion. There was a vast change. I think I've already told you that between Malachi and Matthew in a time frame we think was about 400 years, and God didn't say anything, not even to Israel, as far as we know, for 400 years. And 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 when I started uh, this lesson in Saint John, I, I went back to, uh, I I went back and read the beginning of John the Baptist, and and God ordered that John the Baptist would start a new, uh, a a new dispensation, a new dispensation. Now, I know that most people in religion, they go to the law covenant and they say, well, you know, it says, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, and do not take the Lord's name in vain, and, and they say those kind of things, uh, and, and, and God did say that. The problem was that the law was not given to make us clean, The law was given to show us, as Paul said, to show us the transgression. See? So we have the law covenant that goes up to John the Baptist, and John the Baptist was foreordained, and he was foretold in two of the old prophets, in Isaiah and in Malachi, that that he was going to come, and he was going to make the rough places smooth. Now, that might kind of be a mystery to you, but God, under the old, under the old covenant, and, and, and I know that most of you know this, but let me say it. They did not practice worship like we do. They, were, they weren't commanded to worship like we are. They were commanded three times a year, all the males would, were, were commanded to come up and have a feast. And they were to have various, uh, uh, some could have uh, uh, leavened bread and some was commanded to have unleavened bread and that has a type for Christ. But, but and you were commanded to rest on the seventh day your your people, your slaves, your 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 workmen everybody was commanded to rest on the seventh day but they did not have a continuing place of worship under the law covenant under the law covenant God just commanded them to do things and really uh when you get down to it <clears throat> God's law to his people, Israel, was given to them in statutes. It's like, very similar to like, the speed on this street out here is 45. Now, that is not written in your heart. That's written in a statute. So God's law was back then... It was written in a statue. Now, God's people were commanded uh, uh, at least once a year to go up to a place where the high priest was to read the whole law of Moses to them, sometimes more often than that. And it was to remind them that they were God's people. Now, since I got your mind right there, Let me let me ask you a question. What did the Gentiles get at this time? Nothing. Nothing. They got nothing. You say, and I know I hear people once in a while, used to hear it more than I hear it now, you mean God just let people go and, and didn't tell them anything? You're right. You're right, now, I don't know how much of that is true, but most of us in our background of education, we heard of we heard of, uh, of people being what we call cavemen, the caveman's uh, uh way of living. Now I don't know if uh, uh, I, I don't think everybody lived in a cave, but I think some people did. Now, what kind of religion do they have? See what I mean? Now, I, I said all this for a reason. But look what you and I have. Amen. Look what you and I have. See, I mean, it's expressed in many places in the Bible. It's expressed in many places in the New Testament. I mean, we teachers and preachers, we, we jump up and down on John 3.16, and, and, and I agree For God so loved the world. In mine and your day, he so loved the world. That what? He sent his son to die for who? Somebody want to quote uh, Hebrews 2 and 7 9 for me? See? That he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. That wasn't so under the law wasn't so under the law. And I say this, I've said this more than once, may I say it to you again. I don't know of any group of Gentiles that God sent to hear the gospel except Jonah to Nineveh. Now if any of you know of another place, let me know, because I don't know where it is. I'm talking about the truth to Gentiles. And, and, And that was carried out at the direction of God. And I believe they repented. Jesus said they did. But but even the preacher was upset about it. Right. Now, I don't say that to criticize him necessarily, but I, I say that to show you what kind of religious uh, exercises were taking place under the law covenant. Now, we are... I'm attempting to to talk about uh, chapter one of John, and 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 the man that's on the, the man of the hour in this chapter is John the Baptist. Now I'm talking about from a standpoint of God. Let him start it. I know he's going to say Jesus must increase and I must decrease, and I know that, but but it pleased God to send a messenger. And 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 who did God send him to? Israel. I'll read that to you when I get to it. See? So Israel at, at this time is still God's chosen people. But it's a blessing today that you are in this generation so that you can understand. That God loved you so much, He sent His Son to die for even me and you. Isn't that a blessing? See? so So I want to try to present some of that this morning, if you pray for me and see where we will go. Now let me say, if you're here and lost. I want to especially talk to you this morning about your need and and and, and I want I my my intent is to as best of my ability which is not much I know that to let you know how you can get eternal life and I you know I've I've talked about that before but Let me get into this and let's see how the Lord will use it. Uh, I am going to start this morning at verse 11 in chapter 1 of John. And it states such, he came to his own and his own received him not. Now, who's he talking about there? Jesus Christ. Who did Jesus Christ, who did God send Jesus to, send him to, uh, when he came into the world? Not to us. He cannot send him to israel so so the writer here is saying he came to his own, his own received him not the Jews, and you Bible readers know that most all of the uh of the of the four gospels, what we call them, talks about how Israel rejected Christ. see well, the writer here is just foretelling that they are not going to receive him totally. Now some did, but they totally did not receive him. Verse 12. Now listen to this very carefully. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So what do we have to do today to become a son of God? We have to believe on his name and And I hear people say, "Well, I believe in him, me and him's got a good thing going. God does not deal with me and you on that basis. God is not your buddy. God is not your buddy. Right. He's not my buddy see and 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 I am kind of surprised. And how many people says that in a roundabout way to me? Right. Well, man, God's got a good thing going. If you're a sinner, you don't have a good thing going. Right. See? You're a sinner, you're a child of wrath. Now, I'm, I'm your friend when I say that. I'm not trying to make you mad. You're, but, but you're a child of wrath. Why? Because of sin. Because of sin. All right, verse 13. <clears throat> Let me read 12 again to get the thought. But as many as received him, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Now what does that verse sir, tell me? What I just said. We don't have a good thing going with God. By nature, we're children of wrath. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3. By nature. By nature, you are a sinner. I am a sinner in my flesh. David said we came forth from a mother's womb speaking lies. He said he did that, and me and you did it too. See, we just might have done it a little more subtle. But we did it, see. So, so, uh, you got to be born again. I'll get more into that, chapter 3, if the uh, Lord lets me get there. And, uh, and, and, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of, as of the only begotten of God, full of grace and truth. See, the Word was made flesh. Who was Jesus Christ? Brother Bell has done a very good job, I think, telling us about uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and, and, and where was Jesus in the beginning of man? Not the beginning of God, in the beginning of man, in the beginning. That don't mean the beginning of God. That means the beginning of man. Right. God has no beginning. Well, He was the Word. Right. He was the Word, and the Bible says God put flesh on His Word and sent Him down here. Right. See, now it kind of blows your mind to say, "Well, uh, uh, Jesus gave reverence to the Father while He was here." He did and 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 i believe that when jesus left heaven and came to earth through the through the virgin mary <clears throat> that he left some of his glory behind temporarily now i know when he was down here he still had command of the of the wind and the waves he still had command of diseases but his glory he he set it aside momentarily. Now when we get to the end of when we get to the end of the book of Matthew, he makes this statement after he rose from the dead. All power is given unto me both in heaven and in earth. Now you think about that. Heaven and earth, that's all of creation. So Jesus Christ took back his glory and, and he spoke about that in John 17. Lord, I, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Give me the glory that I had with you before the world was. You see what I mean? But But God desired to change true religion and he desired to change it from a paper statute of commandments to put it in our heart. See? Now, obeying God's word is not only commanded in this, it's in our heart. Now, it's just a natural thing to think my allegiance is more where my heart is, than where my where my law keeping ability is. Right. That's just natural. I mean, any, any reasonable man would think it would would agree with that, wouldn't he? Huh? See what I mean? I mean, take a look at take a look at your 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 situation. There are people that you care for more than others. Why? Because there are things in your heart that calls it out to you. See? And well, i got to be careful there because I'm not saying a Christian ought to hate anybody. But we have, we have heartfelt uh, feelings. And you can just go to just about anybody and talk about that and they would agree. But But God was wanted to write in the hearts of his people his laws and his statutes. Now, he's not doing it right here in this chapter, but he's going to do it. See, and, and really, this is leading up to it. It's leading up to it. Okay, may I go ahead here. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, Full of grace and truth, I read that. See, John bear witness of him, John the Baptist. Uh, bear witness of him, cried, saying, "This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me." Now, what is John talking about here? He is talking about Jesus Christ being the Lord. John was a preacher, John was an apostle, John was a writer, but he wasn't the Lord. See, so he is talking about the Lord, all right? And of his fullness have, we, have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now that's a very, very important Verse. That's a really important verse. Let me read it again. For the law was given by Moses. And it was. It was. God was so serious about the law until he marched Israel out in the desert, took them to a mountain, and commanded Moses to go up and said, go back down and tell them that I want to make a covenant with them if they will obey me. Moses come down and give them the proposition. They said, tell the Lord we will obey him. So Moses went back up, and God blew the top off the mountain. See? I mean, mean, that was to get their attention. Of course, they thought Moses got destroyed. You know, they went to thinking uh, uh, in their mental capacity, and it got them into trouble. See? But God was getting their attention. And, and he did get their attention. He did get their attention. I don't know how many of you all have been around a volcano. I haven't. But uh, I'm sure when it's in one of its uh, uh, erupting modes, that it will get your attention. So that's what God did. And Moses right up there in the middle of it. But he didn't get harmed. So So Moses... God gave the law through Moses, but, but. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now, that's important. Because I need to tell you something. In the law of Moses, there was no grace. There's not there wasn't anything in the law that said, I'm going to forgive sin. And, and for you Bible readers, you know, you go, you go quite a ways in the, in the books of, of uh, Exodus, books of Numbers, the books of Deuteronomy, and uh, God said, build a tabernacle. Well, now wait a minute. Why, what, what did they need a tabernacle for? Under the law, under the law dispensation. Why did they need a tabernacle? Because they needed a place of atonement. See? And really, as we read Hebrews and and get a little further advanced, God never forgave sin under the law covenant. I mean, Paul let us know when we go read Ephesians that those under the first covenant that were, that were people of faith, that Jesus Christ paid their bill too. See? Amen. And so, so I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, I think. So the law cannot get you out. <clears throat> I hear people, I've heard people in my life say, well, I, you know, I hadn't been too bad. I've told a little white lie, maybe. Did you know in the Bible there are no white lies? There's no white lie in the Bible. It's just a lie. So, so I, I need to say that's what the law did for us. The law said that before God, you are guilty. But Jesus Christ came, what did that verse say? With truth and grace. What is the truth? You know that's been asked before. Yeah, Pilate asked it when Jesus was before him. But it makes a difference what you believe. Now everybody that's that's grown up and got a and got a thinking mind has got a philosophy. Everybody's got a philosophy. I do not know what yours is. But but nobody. Plans to go to hell. Nobody plans to go to hell. But did you know what the psalm said? He said, on some people, you will not keep your covenant with hell. That means we're we're in this body, and and we say to ourselves, I'm not going to hell. I'm going to do something about it before I die. See what I mean? But, But the law has got us condemned. The law said thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. And most of us have. Amen. So how does that stack you up with God? Right. Well, man, God's got a good thing. on No, you don't. You might have been fed that lie, but you ain't. Right. Let me tell you a couple reasons why. Number one. You're temporary and God's permanent. Number two, God is sovereign in all of his ways. And he said in this book, even Moses said, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. You notice there it said soul. It didn't say your flesh. And, and, and can I say this to you as your friend? You don't want your soul to die. Die means your soul is away from God, never, never, never to be reconciled to God. Not ever. Why? Because you're in this life and God gave you this life for you to take care of that while you're breathing. The Bible says, as a tree falleth, so shall it lie. I believe that's in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. See, so all this stuff. Well, I'm gonna well, I get over and see, and if I didn't make it, I'm gonna make things right. No, right. no, you're not. You won't have an opportunity. Now, in our dispensation, and listen to me carefully, because because I know I know this is true. Nobody gets saved without getting under conviction. Right. Conviction means that God is working on you. Letting you know it just may be a it may be just be a small still voice. But it tells you when you go to church, somewhere, sometime, that little voice tells you, you're not right. You're not right. You're not right. See, and Brother Bell touched that recently. But there's another, but there's another force working on you. And it and it says things like, yeah, I know it, but put it off. We'll do it later. Or 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 maybe maybe after maybe maybe that old man is not telling the truth. Maybe when I die, I'll have another opportunity. Or 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 when I get to hell, I'll have plenty of company. Did you ever hear that? I've heard that. You will have plenty of company. You'll be packed in there so tight you can't even swing your fist. The Bible says you will be that 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 they're they they are, they are Uh, gnashing with their teeth on each other. One young man said what do you think that means? I said well I'm not real certain but it sounds like you're in there so tight you don't have room to make a haymaker and you're in misery so you just bite people they're so close to you. Now that's one exclamation I'm not not saying that. I know that's the way it is but you think about that there'll be plenty of company in hell Be plenty of company in hell. And and I just just teach this lesson, and I am reaching out. If you are lost, you need to do something about it. You don't need to say, well, I'll put it off, or maybe I'm okay. Uh, Maybe I I think I made a a profession one time, and I've lived like hell since, but I think I'm saved. No. No. The Bible, not me, the Bible says you're not. See, the Bible says you're not. Right. I'm not mad at you, and I like you, but I need to tell you the truth. See, he that is born of God sinneth not. Is that what he said? Does First John, say that. So, well, now, Mr. Pollard, are you saying that once I get saved, I never would slip up? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that God puts you in a position to where he forgives your sins daily. But, But he changes your nature. What was your nature like when you were growing up? Maybe what's your nature like still yet? Do you like to steal? Do you like to do you like to give God's name in vain? Do you like to uh uh run from the law? Do you like that? That's not the nature of God. I know, I know I may be touching some 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 rough places right there, but my my obligation is to tell the truth. And I'm not saying this to, to criticize you. I'm not saying this to put you down. I'm saying it because the Bible said it about all of us. See? Song goes, I was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. And he did, see? And that's what this this verse here says. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now, what is truth? Well, I'm going to give you a one-sentence definition. Truth is what God says about things. That's what what truth is, what God says about things. So what does God say about your present state? Huh? Huh? What does he say about it? Have you been born again? Have you you had a place in your life where you felt guilty and you got on your knees or in your heart you, you fervently and reverently admitted to God that you were lost and that you asked him that you were guilty? This Bible says in Romans that the world refuses to become guilty before God. But you know what? They are guilty before God. See, God knows everything. He knows my thoughts from afar off. I got news for you. He knows yours too. He knows your thoughts from afar off. See? Now, what I'm trying to say, and I'm out of time, I'm not up here trying trying to offend you. I'm up here trying to tell you how God sees us. Now, if you go to heaven when you die, you must be born again. That's a birth from up on high. It's a spiritual birth. It's not a physical birth. It's a spiritual birth. In our dispensation, everybody has got to be born again. That's why our church says, uh, we're going to have a revival. We hope people will get saved. See, what does save mean? Save not just a, uh, a, a religious term. Saved is a condition before God. We are saved from the wrath to come. That's what John the Baptist was preaching when the people came out to hear him preach. What was his, what was his demand on the crowd? Who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? And I want to say that this morning. Who hath warned you to flee the wrath to come? See? And as your friend, I'm telling you, you need to do something about it. You need to do something about it. And God does give everybody an opportunity, and that's between you and Him. That's not something I can do about. But in closing, let me say... Let me say and read my lips. You don't have a good, a good thing going with God if you're not saved. You do not. You are, you are not uh, men God's buddies. That's not in the Bible. We are temporary. We're here for a little while. One of the writers in the Bible says, what is your life? It's like a vapor. It appeareth a little while and vanisheth away. And when I look at you and when you look at me, you can say, Boy, old man Pollard's getting old. He's he's vanishing away, ain't he? Well, let me say that to you too. You know, I may be closer to the grave than you are, but it's for sure. For it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. That's what God said. That's truth. That's truth. All right, I'm out of time. I thank you for listening to me.